eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with former Major Leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. and Odyssey Insider Cody Decker. We roll into another week of Big Time Baseball. Welcome in once again. I'm your host, Tony Gwynn Jr., along with my co-host, Cody Decker. And, Cody, we're getting into June, man. This is the time of year where teams start to harden a little bit. You start to know who these teams really are. First, before we get into the baseball stuff, let's start with uh, kind of the business of baseball, the Orioles. A little little feud going on between uh, the two brothers, uh, John and Louis um, Angelos. And, you know, Louis is claiming that John, who is the, um, I guess, the decision maker for the ball club now, uh, is going to move his team to Nashville. Um, This comes from... Uh, Mrs. Angelos, who had to, you know, sign, who's the one who put them in charge, um, not leaving Connor Lewis outside. He seems a little uh, upset about it and is claiming that the team is going to move a, a franchise that is historic in the city of Baltimore. Uh, however, John says that that's not the case. What, what do you, what's your take on this? One, I can't imagine it being the case. I, I yeah. think we all, I think we can all agree that baseball is eventually going to come to Nashville. They have a AAA team there right now. They draw exceedingly well. Uh, it's a major market, and they that city does deserve a major league team. So does Baltimore. Um, uh, (laughs) That team has been there for 50 years. And let's not let's not mince words here. The reason why baseball stadiums are as cool as they are is because of Camden Yards. Yeah, period. That was the beginning of what we now know as the modern baseball stadium. I can't imagine Camden Yards not being a part of Major League Baseball. I can't imagine the Orioles moving anytime soon, uh, if ever. The one they have a lease with the city, so it's not like they can just break it at any given moment. And uh, yeah, it's not. I just don't think it's reasonable. It seems like a kind of out of left field thing. Baltimore is Baltimore Orioles to just pick up and move. So the immediate response was pretty fascinating. Um, What is happening in Baltimore right now? God, I have no idea, man. This is this is this is a family feud that is taking place in public. It's it's succession, but real. I love it. Yeah. 
my read of it, I, I've read a little bit of the the lawsuit that's been put out by Lewis. It seems like he's a little disgruntled uh, that mom didn't put him in charge. And he's trying to connect the dots that because John's wife has family in Nashville, that all of a sudden he's going to move the team from Baltimore to Nashville. Um, there, there are so many things that are tied in with this in terms of TV rights and things of that nature that don't make this very easy to pull off, even if he wanted to. But, of course, John Angels poured cold water on it yesterday when he basically came out and said, we have no intention of moving. Uh, they just built a new practice facility out there, which he says means they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So we'll move on from the business part, get into the baseball part. Cody, you and I have been talking about it. It was only a matter of time. The Braves have run off 12 in a row. Uh, this team is now starting to close the gap a little bit on the, the New York Mets. Um, this is the Braves team I think we both thought we'd see from the beginning. But nevertheless, here we are in June. They're starting to play well. I'm not going to lie. I'm having a mini panic attack about the Mets right now. <laughs> uh, I'm, I want this team in the playoffs more than I think I want anything in the world. I think there's only two teams I'm just almost breaking body parts to root for, and that is the Mets and the Mariners. And we all know how it's going in Seattle at the moment. And the yeah. Mets are just, no matter what, this team knows how to get hurt. I need DeGrom back. I need Scherzer back. McGill came back. That's good news. And luckily, the team is still swinging the bat well and playing well. But Marte goes down. We saw Pete Alonso come out of a game last week. Man, I need the Mets not to be snake bitten. And watching this Braves team go on a juggernaut run the way they are, not to mention the Phillies going on the run they're going right now. And another team in the East that I feel like gets no love that deserves some love, dude, the Marlins. They yeah, are yeah. they are they are a sneaky good team with that pitching staff. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the Braves, we knew this was coming. We knew they were going to put these games together. We just didn't know when it was going to happen. And luckily for them, it didn't happen in August this time. This time they started their run <laughs> in June. And again, this is the better team right now than they were that won the World Series last year. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, we'll start with the Braves. Um, I, we saw, I saw them twice already. I saw them in San Diego. I saw them in Atlanta. And it was clear. The only thing that they were missing was their offense. The, the guys just as a unit, hadn't started swinging the bat as a unit. And that hurt them. They had plenty good enough pitching, but they just weren't hitting. Now they're starting to hit and starting to score runs in abundance. However, they do lose Ozzie Albies for uh, about five, six weeks. He broke his foot in, in yesterday's game. So that'll hurt a little bit. But that offense is, is starting to roll. Um, and I, I agree with you on the Marlins. I've been saying that since I saw them earlier this year. Their pitching staff is as good as any pitching staff in the league. And that is yeah. not an exaggeration. These guys can throw it. I mean, Alcantara is, is as electric as any pitcher in this league. I mean, he's throwing – he started fall, – he's falling in love with the four-seam fastball that's about 100. But he also throws a sinker that's about 100. He's got a changeup that moves like a, a, a split finger that's about 92. Like, there's nothing fun about – I would think, at least. I've never faced him, but – Seems like there's nothing fun about getting in the box with them, but uh, the Mets do. The Mets are they're, 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 they have avoided the offensive injury bug, right? It's all been in their rotation, and they could hold it down because their offense was legit, right? But I saw Marte go down. He went down on the slide, kind of tweaked his his quad. He hasn't been in, in since. Pete Alonso got hit with like a 94 mile per hour fastball on the hand. He's had to miss time, so. Sooner you can get those guys back, the sooner you can stop the bleeding. Because 
you know, you might be able to sustain with a legitimate offense with a Pete Alonzo and Starlin Marte and Francisco Lindor and, you know, the offensive pieces they have. But you can't sustain that team with those guys, Pete Alonzo, Marte, and DeGrom, and Scherzer out. That's going to be too big of a hole to, to kind of overcome, I would think, Cody. I would think so, too. And, again, with this – with this division, the way they're starting to play. Now, I think the Phillies aren't real. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there yeah. again. I do not believe in the Phillies. Their pitching and defense is just not good enough. Their offense, as good as anybody in baseball, especially when they're hot. But I'm not worried about the Phillies. I am very worried about the Braves. The Braves are mm-hmm. good, even without Ozzy Albies. Uh, again, this is a team that won the World Series last year without Ronald Acuna Jr. They have Ronald Acuna Jr. They point. also have a Freddie Freeman clone at first base who happens to be five years younger than Freddie Freeman in in uh, in uh, Olsen. I mean, Olsen, this is yeah. just this is just an unbelievably good team. Not to mention their entire starting staff, Max Freed, looking like a, uh, looking like the uh, Cy Young finalist that he's going to be. Not to mention, you know, everybody. It's just it's it's a murderer's <laughs> it's row. A, it's a throw a rock. Yeah, throw a rock. It hits an all star. It's tough. I just don't know how you're going to be able to beat them. And I don't know how them. Honestly, I'm looking at this right now. If the Mets don't get healthy, I don't know how they're going to survive the Braves. Even though they're only, I mean, five and a half back is a lot of games. It doesn't feel like a lot of games right now. No, and no, it doesn't feel like a lot of games. And you, you're talking about the second. They're talking about the second half of the season when they get Degrom and Scherzer back. I mean, five and a half games can be eaten up in that amount of time if they're not back at, at some point. So we'll see how it goes in terms of the Phillies. Yes, they've won ten of eleven. Uh, yes, it was right after Joe Girardi got fired. But as you said, Cody, their problems still remain, right? They they don't play any D, uh, or I should say they have a hard time playing D. They don't pitch after the starters really well at all. And those problems still remain to be true. And listen, I caution everybody about those 10 of 11 that they won because uh, they beat some teams that, quite frankly, they should beat. I mean, they lost two of three to the Giants. The last game they won, that started the nine-game streak. They proceeded to play the Angels, who hadn't fired Joe Madden, at the, uh, Joe Madden at that time, so they were playing poorly. The Brewers are missing two of their best starting pitching rotation guys in Peralta and, and, and Woodward. So And they're not hitting at and all. They're, and they're not hitting at all. So they played a team that really wasn't at you know, peak. They got three wins against – two of three wins against the Diamondbacks. Uh, and they beat the, the Marlins in last night's game. So uh, I don't know that they're necessarily beating up on teams that are like postseason bound. But uh, nevertheless, you give them credit for winning the 10-11. But as you said, I don't believe it's real. Now, on the side of firing managers, right, we've seen Joe Madden go. We've seen uh, Joe Girardi go. And we've seen their teams at the same time start playing better. Um what do you think uh, the White Sox are thinking right now? Um, I know what the White Sox fans are thinking. I know. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I I'm sure I know what. Right? Yeah, I'm sure I know what some of the players are thinking. But here's what the end of the day is. What is the owner Jerry Reinsdorf mm. thinking? Because the owner Talk Jerry Reinsdorf only loves one thing, and that is Tony Larusa. He already listen. When he hired Tony Larusa, we already knew the direct quote saying that firing him was the greatest mistake of his career. You think he's going to go ahead and double down and fire him again? I, I would, so. but I don't think he's going <laughs> to. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. They got a ton of problems. They're not healthy. They're not playing well on top of that. And 
Um, we'll we'll see how this shakes out. I I, yeah. I don't say I don't think this ends with Tony Russo being fired. Me neither. And Tony, there's also the fact like there's not. Everyone seems to think that firing Tony Larusa is going to be the cure-all. Who's to no. say it is? Look at the Angels. The Angels aren't playing great with Phil Nevin at the helm. It's just this is it's a lofty thing. You, I'm sure you've been a part of teams where a manager has been fired midseason. I have as well. It's it can go either way. It truly, truly can. It doesn't mean the manager replacing initial manager isn't perfectly capable and good. It's just this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's a there's, weird dichotomy depending so, on the team. Right. There's so many variables that go into to winning ball games. Uh, when I was in, in Milwaukee in 08, we, we fired Dead Yost with like 14 games to go. And we went, I think we went seven and seven with the with uh, Dale Schwaim as our manager. We snuck into the playoffs, but it wasn't like we went out and like went 14 and 0 and like everything changed. We just did a we did a little bit better, which allowed us to get into the playoffs, which at the time was the most important thing, but you're right. It doesn't necessarily really most of the time. It doesn't change a whole lot other than maybe the voice. Now we talked a little bit about the Cardinals and the Brewers. Uh, we've talked about them in the past and I believe it was you that said they were coming. I both, we both felt like the St. Louis Cardinals were going to be there when it's all said and done. Well, mm-hmm. they've caught the Brewers. Brewers are a little banged up. They're not hitting. Cardinals are starting to do everything and they're about to get Jack Clarity back. Yeah. Um, well, here's the other thing. We, this is the thing that we, you and I have been seeing on the Brewers all along. We know what their pitching is, but right. here's the problem with that pitching. If that pitching gets hurt, what are they left with? Because their offense, again, and I'm going to use this term that I've used ad nauseum all season along, the Brewers offense is ancient. It yeah. is an old, old team. It doesn't mean they're a bad team. It's just we're, we're, we're just a little aged out. And the young players, I love, I do really like Hunter Renfro. I like Rowdy Telez. Unfortunately, though, you can't have these two carrying your offense. You need a little bit more. Looking at a guy like Escobar, who's doing so well over there in New York with the, Met, with the Mets right now, thinking what, what, what could have been if that guy was still there? Thinking about like a Sterling Marte who's out there who could have been on this team. I mean, it, they had so many opportunities to pick up players. I wouldn't be surprised though come trade deadline i i am i'm gonna call it right now nelly cruz is going to be a brewer mm, okay listen they, they certainly could use the pop in the lineup um especially in that dh spot uh right now you you have kind of a toggle between yelich and mccutcheon doing the DHing, which uh, is a problem because Yelich is hitting 220 right. and just hasn't gotten back to any semblance of the MVP caliber and, and player he was. Let's be honest. That's what 
the offense really was. They, he yeah. was the heartbeat of that offense. And you notice their offense hasn't been the same really since he hasn't been the same. So it was contingent on that all along. They have some nice young kids. I like Luis Ordias in that lineup. He, he does a good job for that ball club. Yeah. Uh, they're missing Willie Adams right now. That's yeah. His, his he was he was the piece last year that propelled that offense. He got out of Tampa. He came to Milwaukee. He's been plagued by an ankle injury, so they don't have him, and they don't have the two starters Peralta uh, and Woodward in that in that rotation. It's already going to be a, a little bit of an issue. So Cardinals are clicking on all cylinders, right? They, they are. They've been they've been coming all along, uh, but you know. They've got they've got a ton of talent, man. That Carl, whether it's Carlson and Bader and O'Neill, uh, I, I don't, I haven't checked in on O'Neill. Is he starting to hit yet? He's starting to come along. I mean, he okay. was he was a little banged up, and I know he just got off the IL, right? And now he's kind of starting yeah. to put it together. I saw him. Hit, I saw him muscle a ball on Saturday uh, that was looked like a broken bat off the end of the bat, and it was a sack fly that was almost robbed for a home run. That guy is ungodly strong. <laughs> and now he's just, strong, dude. He runs like a free safety. I know, he, but he's jacked. He, he's built, dude, he is built like a common – you know what he's built like? He's built like – I'm trying to think of a good running back that he reminds me of because he's not a tall dude. He's about – he's got to be, what, 5'10", but he's built like a, just a – I'll excuse the phrase, but I'm going to say it, a brick shit house. This guy, <laughs> the guy looks like a combination of a full. He looks like Ricky Williams. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Like he, he's like a bowling ball. He's like, yeah. a, he's like a bowling ball, but super athletic. I, I really enjoy watching, you know, Me too. I'm, an, I'm an outfield junkie. I like watching those three guys in the outfield. Bader plays balls to the wall the whole time. And, you know, they got a ton of talent besides the point, And they got the veterans on that team that, can kind of guide the ship, right? Wayne Wright, Molina, Pujols, like the old three, the, the the old band is back together. They're playing really well, and uh, they they should they were the favorites coming in. They're starting to play like the favorites now uh, as they start to get healthy. Uh, Dodgers, let's go to National League West. Dodgers are finally struggling, and mm-hmm. you know Bueller's going to miss significant time. It sounds like Kershaw's just coming back. Offenses. Kind of, um, I don't want to say it's it's slowed down, but they're not clicking on all cylinders right now. Not sure what's going on, but you know how these dog days can get when these little yeah. things can happen. I mean, this yeah. I, we we agree the Dodgers are going to be fine. I'd be mm-hmm. shocked shocked if they're not fine. However. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that this team's going to win the NL West anymore. In fact, for the last week and a half on all my gambling shows, I've been telling people to take out a little sprinkle on the uh, NL West futures on the Padres. They got a better pitching staff. They got a comparable bullpen. And they have an offense that honestly can go toe-to-toe with this team. And they're going to get Fernando Tatis Jr. back. Like, <laughs> dude, I don't know. I think it might be worth to sprinkle a little bit on the pods. I think the Padres, I remember last year, we at the beginning of the year, we were talking about the Padres finally being the team we've been wanting them to be. They finally are. They're finally that. Yeah. They're finally yeah. that team. This year yeah. is the year. 2022, this Padre team is a legitimate World Series contender. Joe Musgrove is a legitimate Cy Young, Cy Young contender. Yeah. Uh Manny Machado is a legitimate MVP contender. I mean, there is nothing wrong with this team at the moment. Even 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 the even the players that the fans have been after for years, like a Hosmer, has been holding it together a little bit. Now he struggled yeah. the last hundred at bats, 
But overall on the year, Hosmer's been having a pretty decent year. I mean, this is a pretty damn good baseball team, and you have the luxury of seeing him every day. Yeah, it's this is a special. You knew last year, even as we watched and they were playing really well, you just knew that it couldn't sustain it if the starting pitching didn't start to pitch better. And that never that never came to be true. Like they struggled at some points. It, it, I don't know how it finished, but I know at like in deep August, the bullpen had thrown more innings than the starting pitching had, and that's as you know, Blade, that that's not survivable. I was surprised the bullpen held it together as long as they did. They didn't really start leaking until September. So the fact that now you got the Padres among the best starting rotation in the league, I think they have the most quality starts in baseball. You Darvish throws another eight innings of one-run ball yesterday. It's his third consecutive start of seven or more. And that's like the norm for, for this rotation, not just you Darvish and Joe Musgrove, up and down. They've had injuries with to Snell. Musgrove, or excuse me, uh, uh, Clevenger has been injured. He's now in the COVID IL. So they haven't even been full. We already mentioned Tatis Jr. not having played one game this season, yet they're coming to tonight's game tied for first place with the Dodgers. So this team is for real. And um, I, I think you bring up a good point about the Dodgers and, and possibly them not winning the National League West. I don't know about you, but it seemed like the race that they had with the Giants last year took its toll at the very end, right? Because they were both doggling for that National League West title. Giants end up winning. There, you, there's an argument to be made that both of them sprinted to the finish line and had nothing left come playoff time. Can I make an uh, interesting argument that I just thought of just now? Go for it. Is it even at the moment, with the way the playoff system is laid out, is it that even worth it to win your division? Because think about it this way. The Dodgers is a team that's been in the playoffs and has gone to the World Series, what, how many times in the last five years? Three times? Four times? Four times, I think, yeah. My, my question is, how many extra baseball games, how many extra innings has the mm. Dodgers played over everyone else over these last few years? I know this doesn't seem like much, but they've played an enti- almost an entire season more in the last eight years than any other team, it feels like. Facts. And Facts. You got to assume it's taking its toll on a Kershaw, obviously. It's taking its toll on a Bueller. It's taking its toll maybe on the bodies of like a Muncie who's struggling right now. And I'm not saying that this is the reason. I'm just saying maybe this is playing in a little bit. This is this certainly something that I think as we go into this new playoff format that we all should pay attention to. Uh, because the idea when they came up with this new collective bargaining was to make to keep the reward for teams that win the division. Well, if you're a team like the Dodgers that's won the division, however many times they've won it at this point, um, is it conducive? And I think the question you have to ask yourself is, are you deep enough from a starting pitching or just a pitching uh, pitching in general, right? Because obviously you're not facing it with the, uh, one of those teams that wins the thing gets a bye, right? If I'm, if I remember it, I believe so. So, and and then here's the thing: there's the other there's the other thing in baseball. Is a bye a good thing? Because I can make the argument that it might not be. Well, we've seen teams have long layoffs and it come back to bite them. So, I don't know. It's it's a good. I think it's a it's a study case to watch, right? Because we're going to find out. Because now there's a legitimate bye, right? You. You are not playing in the first round if you have the best record in in, in your uh, in your league. So we'll find out over the course of time. But you may be on to something that this is uh, – it, it could be in teams, certain teams, not all teams, certain teams benefit 
to go ahead and, 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 you know, maybe not necessarily push for the, the division title. Yeah. If, almost like, yeah, go ahead. No, no. Yeah. Almost like kind of like the Padres idea last year. Remember last, we just talked about it, how much they used their bullpen early and then their bullpen fell to pieces and got hurt because they were just overused early on. Yeah. It's almost like you could possibly implement that strategy this year and it actually benefit you. And almost, almost like in basketball terms, you know, like, you know, like, uh, what's the term that they use for players who get pulled out for quarters? Like, uh, 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 Man, I can't. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? Where they pull them out? It's like uh, controlling your minutes or whatever. It's I, I don't remember the actual term. It'll come to me, and before we get off the show, I will. I will. Like literally, right as we're saying goodbye, <laughs> we're gonna just yell it out loud. Oh my god, it's on the tip of my tongue. But I got. But what it's you're like, saying. but it's like that. You know, you're controlling. If you control your pitchers' innings a little bit, and you can be a little clever about it, you know, might be able to get an extra five innings out of certain pitchers in the playoffs come the end of September type thing or the end of October type thing. It's it's interesting because we've just never been in this scenario. Right. Um, we've never seen a buy in Major League Baseball. And the reason why I think it could be detrimental, you know this, Tony. I know this. We not Going like four extra days without seeing a live pitcher after seeing live pitchers every day is does does yeah it has a serious effect so during those off days you gotta see some live pitching well here's my question what live pitching you see the same pitchers on your team well then are they actually getting arrested all if they're pitching live innings at practice i mean it's just i'm wondering what where the benefit is and that and this is going to be a unique year it's going to be a unique year and we're going to see unique things right here's my my thing in in the padres bob melvin has been kind of teasing is it and he used up he used Adrian Morihone in his first start, he talked about a, a kind of a hybrid bullpen guy that could he can give you one, but he could also give you like three. Uh, those guys may be extremely valuable if you have that kind of depth. Padres have a ton of starting pitching depth, so they can experiment with these type of things. And you wonder in those type of situations as you get deeper into the season how valuable a guy like that is. All right, let's move to. Oh very- man. Wait, wait, are you saying that Seth Lugo might be the most valuable man in major uh, league baseball I, I, right I, now? I, I'm just saying a guy that can swing between one and three innings out of a bullpen and be able to save some guys arms and also give you the type of uh, results you need. Just saying those guys could, love be, it. could be pretty. Love, I'm just saying, let's get Brett Tomko a call. Get him out of retirement, man. It's his time. <laughs> You know, and probably Tom will give you three innings right now. I would, I would <laughs> unquestionably. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him at all. All right, uh, let's move to something we very rarely go to in this show because it is big time baseball, and that is really covering the big leagues. But there was somewhat of a shocker in college baseball. The Notre Dame team took down Tennessee, who, you know, I hadn't followed a whole lot of uh, college baseball this year. But Tennessee was regarded as the best team to ever grace a baseball field, based on what I've read. Uh, they got beat after going 57-9. and Notre Dame takes them down. What are your thoughts, Cody? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be your thought. You suck it, Tennessee. You get what you deserve. You, you walk him off with a double in right center and you flip off the outfielder. Go home. Get him off. Baseball fans are real. I love you guys up there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, I love this game. 
they uh you know with with the with the european cut uniforms they have uh really irritated a lot of people with the way they go about their business uh you aren't the first person i've i've heard i've heard with that sentiment right because they were they they were they're pretty extreme i must say i love a good i love good banter i love a good showboat but they were pushing they were they were stepping over the line dude i'm the biggest jazz chisholm fan in the world but you can only have one jazz chisholm you can't can't have have a whole team team of them I mean, for the love of God, the, the Marlins had a meeting last week about how they couldn't stand Jazz Chisholm. Can you imagine 26 of them? <laughs> no kidding. Now, there was some controversy. Uh, and, and to me, it wasn't controversy, right? We know the rules. We've known the rules since, I don't know, 11, 12. You can't argue balls and strike. And, and we know that that rule is held pretty tightly at under the professional realm. So college, high school, Little league, like you can't do it at all. And so, you know, a, a kid gets ejected. The best player on the team gets ejected for arguing balls and strikes. He says he wasn't looking at him. But again, if you play college That's baseball, you, you you know, it's it's a it's a it's a do not pass go type situation. And he did it in both him and the manager, Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. There, there is a way to easily argue balls and strikes in baseball. There, there is a way, but unfortunately in the college level, they do not tell you how to do this. Here, I'm going to give everyone in college baseball and everyone in baseball the, the quick how-to idiot's guide to arguing balls and strikes. You can say whatever you want, whatever you want about the call. Only about the call. Yep. Do not say anything. Don't make it personal. The, mo- the moment you say the word you... You gone. <laughs> you cannot say the word you. Nope. You can say that was that was a bad call. I have that. This this is the best way. You want the real way to get under an umpire's skin and he can't toss you. This is how you do it. Pitch a little down, step out, and just be kill him with kindness. Hey, uh, Rick, I got that a little down. You got that? You got, got any more on that? It's like I got about a half ball more on that deck. Mm, a half ball? Half I don't ball? Know, man. Okay. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm I know I'm five eleven. But 5'11 is normal. I'm not Jose Altuve. You can't give a half ball more. That is, you you explained it perfectly. That is exactly how you have to deal with umpires. And listen, as I said, the professional realm, you're given a little bit more leeway. I mean, you still can't make it personal. Um, And, you know, a lot of people are are feeling feeling themselves right now about – Tennessee being um, eliminated because uh, you know what else you know what else did the perfect example I won't quote it obviously because it's a bit uh, R-rated but of course the movie Bull Durham even did a perfect way a perfect example on why you can get tossed and how you can get bad mouth the call he bad mouthed the call and the umpire said did you just call me that no I said the call was that and he kept trying to go to him until he said the word you and then he tossed him that is exactly that's exactly how it works, for better or worse. It doesn't make much sense, but that's where we're at. Yeah, no no, no doubt about it. So uh, Tennessee gets upset. The College War- World Series goes on. It's actually, I think it's Super Regionals now. We're still a step away. No, no, it's the College World Series. Are we the College World Series now? They get knocked out of the college. They got work knocked out of by Notre Dame to go to the College World oh. Series. And by the way, if you are going to look at a team, I will tell you this. If you haven't been paying attention, there is a player I want you to look at. And I've known this kid for a couple of years. He's a great kid named Ivan Melendez. He just broke the single season home run record out of Texas. He's from El Paso, Texas. Wonderful kid. Ungodly talented. 
Um, this kid's going to be likely a first rounder. He was drafted in the 17th round last year. This year, 32 home runs. He's known as the Hispanic Titanic. I'm rooting for Texas. In this Hispanic Titanic. I yeah, love and it. I'm rooting for Ivan Melendez forever. I cannot stress enough. On and off the field, this kid is a winner and a gem of a human being. And I cannot wait to see him studded up in the major leagues, which he will be doing before you know it. Well, Ivan Melendez, you have all eyes on you there in this College World Series. Good luck to you and the Texas Longhorns. Uh, that's going to do it for this week of Big Time Baseball. Make sure you subscribe or like wherever you get your podcasts. Check out Odyssey Sports. That's where you'll find Big Time Baseball. Cody, where can they find you? At Decker. Time management. Damn. Time management. Load management. Load management. Time management. <laughs> How did that take me so long? You can follow me on Twitter at Decker6. <laughs> and on Instagram, Antihero Baseball. Go Texas Longhorns this weekend. Indeed. You can catch me on Twitter at Tony Gwynn Jr. You can catch me on IG at Tony underscore Gwynn Jr. You can also catch me Monday through Friday in San Diego on 97.3 to fan. Gwynn and Chris runs from 2 to 6. Until next week, Cody and I will catch you. Love baseball.